It's time for another trip to the golden history of Hollywood and another podcast from the Warner Archive Collection. I'm George Feltenstein, and it's my pleasure to be here with you today as we share with you part two of my recent interview with Mr. Brandon Cruz, who, as a child actor, portrayed the role of Eddie Corbett on the wonderful Courtship of Eddie's Father television series. Season one of The Courtship of Eddie's Father is now available on DVD for the very first time by going to our website, warnerarchive.com. Recently, I sat down with Brandon and chatted with him about his memories on the series, and we're going to pick up where we left off with part two of that interview. All of your fans who are listening to this podcast want to hear what you're doing now. Fans of the show, I don't think are going to be fans of the band. I've been in a punk band since 81. The band is called Dr. No. That's not spelled N-O, correct? It's spelled... No, it's, it's K-N-O-W. That's why, since we're, sued by Ian Fleming. since we're on a podcast, I wanted you to clarify that so people could buy your recordings. I was the original singer in 81 until about 83, and then I quit, and then I started the band up again with the original bass player, although there had been many other singers and, and, and people in between him. It's like any good punk rock band should be, with really no direction other than you do a bunch of tours with five guys in a van who don't bathe for a month, and you just drive around and you play little shows to a bunch of tight-knit little punk groups, and, uh, you know, you move on. And I did this for years, you know, and I'm almost 50 now, and sleeping on somebody's floor just doesn't sound so great, you no. know, unless there's really good surf involved. <laughs> so I'm kind of over the whole thing. Uh, I hear my old guitar player is actually now, since I've stopped doing it, he's going to start doing it again. So it's this ongoing thing of Dr. No. We got kind of popular because of the Dick Clark, Where Are They Now TV show. This was in my, you know, pretty heavy drug and alcohol time um, because my foray into punk rock started very early, almost right at the end of Eddie's Father, where my mom was friends with Frank Zappa's band and, and members of that, and uh, Captain Beefheart, who I knew as Uncle Don. And Uncle Don gave me a tape in 1973 and said, if you like my music, kid, you'll love this. Well, they had just gotten back from Toledo, Ohio, and played with a band called Devo. So my introduction to early, weird, trippy kind of music and rather aggressive music came through Captain Beefheart and Frank Zappa, who I would have only known had I been living in L.A. doing Eddie's Father. Of course. So I link all this stuff back to Eddie's Father just because that's the way it happened. But, you know, years went on. I did Bad News Bears. I got to go to London. I got to do press. And there was punk rock going on in London in 1976, and I got to be swept up by it, fully embracing it, because nobody cared if I was Eddie. I dealt a lot with being Eddie as a teen, and I really didn't think it was that cool anymore. But I figured, if I dye my hair, don't wear glasses anymore, and put on a leather jacket, I can be anybody I want to be. And I disappeared into the early Hollywood punk scene and the burgeoning Oxnard punk rock scene just to get away from everything and not be Eddie. But then Hollywood came calling and asked what the band was doing and would I mind being on TV again. You know, it's a, it's like it was this endless cycle of, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll be on the TV show. And then, like, punkers found out that I was Eddie. And it was what it was. I hold it, it's a very special spot in my heart for Eddie's father. But, you know, it was only three years. I've been into punk rock since the 70s. It's now 2011. I'm still in a band. I still play. I was in Dead Kennedys for two and a half years. You know, I've been a punk rocker for a long time. You know, the whole punk rock thing became just an amazing part of my life, and it was something that I had to be involved in because that was the only place I really fit in. You know, I, I, I wasn't a Hollywood kid. 
I didn't get rich off Eddie's father. I began my own experiments with, with drugs and alcohol. The experiments turned into daily, and you know, and I got really, really messed up for, for quite a while. But I made it through. I got sober uh, 15 years ago, right after I'd gotten married and had my first child, uh, my son, Lincoln Bixby. He's never seen me drunk or high. My daughter, Ruby, never have I been high since she's been born uh, in way before. And um, that's led me to, I think, one of the most amazing things that I've ever been a part of. I work in recovery now. I work at a place in Malibu called Walking Miracles Malibu. I do interventions, and I do a sober companion things. I, I, I'm a case manager. I work with other addicts and alcoholics because I identify as, as a drug addict and an alcoholic. I just don't do that anymore. I just can't put drugs or alcohol into my body because I, I wake up in Australia. I mean, I do really crazy things when I, when I do drugs and alcohol. So I haven't done them for 15 years. I work with an amazing group of people. I work with healers and shamans and doctors and, and therapists and I've been involved with them for a couple of years now. There's a foundation called the Walking Miracles Foundation, and I helped by doing a surf contest in, in memory of a, a friend son of mine passed away two years ago at the age of 19 from an overdose. So I'm directly impacting my community by helping out, and hopefully next year and the years after that, more and more. If one kid can get saved and one family doesn't have to bury their, their son or their daughter, then I've done the greatest thing that I've ever done in my life. So it's an amazing thing. And I got the job, not because I was on Eddie's father, but because I surfed. I was talking to a friend of mine and he said, hey, do you still surf? And that was a silly question, but I said, yes. And he said, you should call this guy in Malibu. He needs somebody to teach people surfing. I had no idea what he was involved with. It turned into the opportunity of a, of a lifetime, which has been handed to me and, and earned by me for some unknown reason several times. You know, Eddie's father was a gift. Sobriety was a gift. Uh, working with this company has been a gift. Being in a band, being asked to join Dead Kennedys, being asked to be in Bad News Bears, you know, everything has led to where I'm at for a reason. Here it goes again. Eddie's father's coming back, and I can't wait to talk to the little kids who've seen him for their first time. It's really wonderful to hear where your life is now and the wonderful things you're doing, which I can't even eloquently address because you're saving one life, no less multiple lives, and, and making a difference in people's lives. It comes full circle. You know, Eddie's father gave me a chance at, at having some normalcy in my life. You know, I just grew up in circumstances that were a little tumultuous. I can't blame anybody for me being an alcoholic or a drug addict. That's nobody's fault. It's not my fault either. But I am responsible for my own recovery. So Eddie's father gave me a chance, you know, and, and propelled me forward and gave me a lot of opportunity that I took advantage of, and then I turned my back on. And when I turned my back on it, I turned my back on basically my whole life. I destroyed a lot of stuff, including myself along the way. So now that I've, you know, I've been sober quite a while and, and I have this opportunity to start helping people, I think the process happens all over again. I've had people come up to me and say, you know, your show saved me. I really sincerely want to thank you, and I'm deeply moved by the work that you're doing from a personal standpoint. I know a lot of people who've had journeys similar to yours and who have been blessed by the gift of recovery, and I, I'm so grateful for yours and for your sharing that with us. It's my personal story, but it has to be public, so you know, if they thought they had a chance before when they saw me when I was little, I want them to know that it's, they still have a chance today, and uh, I'm not hard to find. 
I'm actually, because of this news that I've received, I'm going to start a Facebook Eddie's Father page, and it will have direct contact to me, and I will answer any questions, whether they are about Eddie's father, or about surfing, or about recovery. I'll help anybody however I can help them. I, I've been given a gift in my life a million times over, and I can't repay it enough, so. We have our own Facebook page for, uh, it's uh, facebook.com backslash Warner Archive, and what we'll do is we'll put your information that you would like to make public for that purpose, we'll put a link to that on our page so that people can contact you uh, for that purpose if you so desire. That would be great. Also, if I can plug a, a website who has been... Please this, do. This website has been standing by waiting for this for so long. It's sitcomsonline.com. They have an Eddie's Father page there. I've gotten so many photos from there, uh, messages from fans on there. They started a fan page for me. I think it's like five women. God bless them. <laughs> sitcomsonline.com. And go to Eddie's father's site. I so want to thank you for your time to share with the fans and celebrate the release of Courtship of Eddie's Father Season 1 on DVD. We can't wait to send you the discs. We hope to speak to you again when we get ready to release Season 2 and 3. Anytime. I'm very excited about this. Thank you so much. It's an honor and a privilege to be a part of this, and I look forward to uh, a lot more. For me as well and all your fans out there, thank you so much, Brandon.